Hi, and welcome to the HSP World Podcast. With each episode, we invite a guest with the HSP trait to have a conversation about a burning HSP-related question they have. We're not coaches or therapists. We're HSPs holding space with you. And I'm one of your hosts, Thomas. Your other hosts are... Robin. And Rain. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode. With us today, we have Lynn. Hi, Lynn. Hi. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm good. Uh, Lynn, maybe you can get us started by sharing a little bit of your HSP story. How did you find out about the trait? Right. Uh, okay. So, hi, everyone listening. I'm Lynn from Malaysia. I discovered the HSP trait or rather the name itself when I was in my early 20s. At first, I came across the word empath when I was like searching for uh, why I am the way I am. And then there was, I believe, uh, a subsequent article by the same author that explained the difference between empaths and HSPs. Mm. And then that was when I felt validated for the first time in my life. And but it wasn't until I think 2015 or something that I bought the book by Elaine Aron and read it. And it was just a joy to read. So, yeah. Cool. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Um, so, okay. So you went through it uh, first by talking about uh, or looking at empaths. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not exactly the same concept, but uh, there is some overlap. Mm-hmm. Cool. So I believe you have a question for us around intuition today. Could you say a little bit more? Yeah, I have been wondering for a long time how we can learn to recognize when we're having an intuitive nudge uh, Mm. versus like our brains telling us to, you know, in to be rational and to go down this path rather than, yeah. So basically, uh, how do I say this? Yeah. How to differentiate between your head and your heart. Hmm. Because that's something that, that I've had a lot of trouble with throughout my life, especially culturally when um, I've been brought up to just be very logical, very, Emotions not allowed, you know, that sort of thing. So, yeah, we'd love to explore that in this session. Thank you. That's a great question. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. And I think you were also mentioning when we spoke a little bit before that it's your it's your intuition, haha. But I think it it has been said many times before that um, many HSPs feel that they have a strong, they get strong intuitive messages, or they feel that. They, they have strong senses that kind of push them in, in one direction or to act one way or to form one opinion or another. And that it's not always so really what we would, yeah, what we would call an intuitive response to something. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm. And can, can I ask you, Lynn, what, what makes you ask this question? If, if, if I can, if I can ask, has, has there been, you were mentioning there were times where you felt like you followed your intuition and things didn't kind of turn out so great. <laughs> yeah. 
where do I start? Okay, so for example, when it comes to my what I would deem my life purpose, I guess it's something that I'm sure everyone can relate to. Like we're all trying, fumbling around, trying to find find out why we're here on this planet. And I, for the longest time, I think since childhood, I've always had this sort of I call it this little ball of light, just kind of guiding me, just pulling me towards something that I can't quite explain. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so far it's drawn me towards performing arts. Like that, I would say, has been the love of my life. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and particularly musical theatre and singing and uh, things like that, performing. So I have decided to follow this uh, intuitive nudge because it, it still hasn't left me after decades you know <laughs> it's been following me around and every time I perform there's this joy that just doesn't I, I can't explain it it's the happiest I have ever been mm. yeah every so pos- positive so positive experiences following your intuition then yeah yeah mm. so this is the positive but on the other hand, I, I've been lucky enough, I guess, to have had some experiences whilst following my intuition regarding my life purpose and my love for performing arts. But in pursuing it, I've been met with so many blocks that I've had to take multiple breaks. And it's just, you know, I've had so many nights where and days and nights where I just questioned why was I given this quote-unquote gift and Mm -hmm. why uh, if if I can't, you know, manifest it into being and why are there so many blocks? So, yeah, so I I guess that's uh, a good way to put it. So on one hand, I got to experience the joy and it's like deep, deep inside my heart, I know, yes, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. But on the other hand, the outside world is like, no, you can't make money. Um, you're, well, <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm Chinese and I'm Malaysian. So it's like, no, you can't do that. We only do careers that make money here. Mm. And arts does make money. So yeah. Mm. Does that help? <laughs> uh, Lynn, thank you so much for describing it this way. Like, I think... Um... I appreciate the way that you render the struggle, <laughs> the way you've articulated it. And I, I was kind of nodding along to some of the ways that you framed your story, this tension between, okay, intuition and what we would think of as more like, you know, factual or rational uh, approaches. This idea that your maybe your artistic creative side is at odds with what a lot of uh, social pressures would have you do, or even just, you know, real material pressures as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this this self-doubt, that, the self-doubt and also the, the flipping between joy and confusion and difficulty, right? Because there are lots of moments where you're like, hi, I followed my intuition or my intuition has brought me someplace beautiful, you know? I, I think I can relate to that idea. Mm-hmm. But then having um, having lots of moments of doubting and and just feeling lost. Yeah. Rain, I know you've thought a lot about this one. I'd love to hear, <laughs> I'd love to hear what you have to say. Um, well, I, 
you know, I, I think for me, there's almost this expect. I mean, it, it feels to me like the the outside world seems to. <laughs> this sounds so weird. The outside world seems to feel like intuition will always lead you to beautiful places, you know, happiness, you know, that kind of thing. But that's not been my experience. And I'm very, very grateful for that. Because first and foremost, like you, Lynn, I've, I've known about my intuition for, you know, a long time. And it's one of those things, and it's it's not a very well. Uh, I, I'm not sure what. I guess it's not common, but I guess I always knew that um, this life is not my final destination. You know, <laughs> like I I came in I came here to learn. You know, I came here to experience and to learn, and to continue growing my soul. And that's, you know, that's not always fun. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's just not. Um, mm. But it's like learning to ride a bike. You know, you fall off a lot mm. in the beginning and you scrape yourself and you have scabs, you know, and it hurts, right? But you end up getting really good at it, you know, the more you practice. Mm -hmm. And mm. that's how it, that's how it feels to me. Um that there's so much growth. And, and I guess I, for me, I just, I don't know. I, I don't really, I don't really think about how, how it looks from the outside looking in. Like, I know it looks odd. Like if somebody, you know, if, if, <laughs> you know, if I were to talk about my life, I know someone would be like, holy cow, you know, that's such a different thing to do or a different way to go about things. But for me, my intuition is closely, very, very closely tied to my relationship with, I don't know what people want to call, if you want to call it God or the universe, or um, I call it the light, you know? Um, mm. And, you know, I'm, if, if I, if I didn't have anything to learn, it wouldn't be difficult. It wouldn't be a challenge you know, and that would be really boring. So, so it's, it's kind of, and there's so much, so much beauty and richness and diversity and polarity and juxtapositions and uh, irony and humor and, you know, all kinds of things that it's, it's, I just find it very, very interesting very interesting because there's, there's so much to learn. You know, I, I, there's just, it's, to me, it sort of feels like um, stairs that go up. Um, but there's, mm. there's no end, you know, it just, you, it just keeps going up and up and up and up and up. And it's, you can stop and sit on the steps here and there and take breaks and you know, do what you need to do. But I, I really do believe that you know, especially when you're, when you're trying to find, because those nudges that my intuition gives, and they're always quiet, they're always really quiet, but they, um, they boom, if that makes sense, you know, they're very quiet, but they're very strong mm -hmm. messages that it's sort of like, 
you know, when you have a choice, you don't have to listen, you know, to your mm. intuition. You don't have to. Um, but for me, I've found that it's, it's helped me immensely towards moving closer and closer to the things I love to do, the people I love to spend time with, the, you know, the subjects I want to explore, you know, that kind of thing. So I don't know if any of that made sense. I, you know, I know I look at things a little differently, so. That's great. <laughs> How about you, Thomas? Wow, so much to say, so much to talk about. I mean, this is such a great topic. Well, um, processing, I think. <laughs> well, I, that's what I wanted to, that's what I wanted to talk about is that, oh. you know, HSPs have a tendency to overthink and overprocess we we get in our heads a lot and and sometimes it it we mistake that for intuition right mm -hmm. i tend to think of intuition at least when i think about my intuition i tend to think of it um as a compass as like a pointing and i'm always looking for my intuition to point north you know to my true north but i tend to treat it just as that is like okay the compass is pointing this way so that's where i need to look further i need to explore further mm. but i know that i tend to overthink so much and that will lead me astray sometimes right mm -hmm. so <laughs> part of what what i've been doing is doing a meditation practice to quiet that part of me down and i guess to relax a little bit about my intuition, if, mm -hmm. I, if I can put it that way. <laughs> One thing I wanted to respond to you, Lynn, about is this sort of tension between art and, and rationality and, and science and making money and all that kind of stuff. I, you know, uh, what I'm hearing as I'm doing, as I'm re researching what I'm doing is there's definitely a change happening where, where liberal arts is becoming um, much more respected and desired. Even in certain companies, they're looking for more liberal arts majors and people who are in the arts because what they're finding is it's great to have somebody who's more well-rounded in terms of their skills and their disciplines and things like that. So um, I just wanted to say is like, you know, keep that in mind when people come to you and say, well, you know, you can't make money in arts. It's absolutely not true. <laughs> so you call it the ball of light. And I would definitely pay attention to that ball of light. I mean, is that if that's what lights you up, that's what you are meant to do. I mean, in my opinion. So can I come back to something you said, Thomas, about, I want to bring up the word overthinking. Uh -huh. It's interesting because I'm starting to think differently about overthinking. I, I often used to bristle at that term when people would tell me, oh, you're overthinking, because I think sometimes that word gets leveled against HSPs for having any kind of sensitive reaction. Mm -hmm. um, so I think there's there's moments when we might tell ourselves or other people might tell ourselves that we're overthinking when, when we're not, we're just having a more, a deeper or more extensive response to a situation. But I think there are moments 
that I would genuinely qualify as overthinking. And I, I suspect that it's the moments where I'm having a battle between my more intuitive side and what reason might tell me to do. Right. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I don't like dichotomies. I don't like pitting reason and emotion against each other because they actually aren't, they don't work that way. We're right. not designed to, this is a very old trope in, in philosophy and psychology that, you know, uh, a well functioning, highly functioning person is someone who beats their emotions into submission under their reason. Right. Like this is a kind of classical view of that. And it's not, um, uh, I don't think it's accurate and I don't think it's helpful. So reason and emotion should be working in, in concert with each other. And I think now I'll just speak for myself, but I think my moments of overthinking really come from when I recognize that my intuition is showing me things, not like pushing me in a direction, not necessarily telling me to act on something, right? Um, every once in a while, I do have an intuition that says, you know, do this or don't do that. When it's very strong, then... Okay, I've learned if I get a strong, clear sense, I, I really have to heed it. But it, it's rarer. Often it's more like a subtle nudge, like just telling me, eh, I think this is how you really feel about this. Or I'm not, I'm not convinced about this path for you, right? And I think what, I, what I'm trying to learn to do is to at least give the intuitive voice sufficient space to make its opinion known and to, to not, like to take it very seriously. So I recently had a couple of choices where I felt my intuition was pushing me in one way and let, let's say logic or reason would push me more in another direction. And um, both decisions I think worked out fairly well. I'm, I'm actually happy with the way they've worked out or at least I don't know how to work out but the decision that I took and my first step really was to fully entertain the intuition, was to give like a full day of saying like, huh, you know what, maybe I'm gonna say, uh, I know this looks crazy, but this is what I wanna do. So to really explore that, to really say, you know, where is this coming from? Why is this happening? And then I kind of went back to the other side and I said, hmm, okay, well, what, what, would I, what would it look like for me if I, if I didn't go with the path that my intuition is telling me uh, I think you want this, right? And it's interesting, I think, the result, because actually in both cases, I ended up taking the path that I think would be recommended by a logical perspective. But I don't have the same perspective that I may have had had I not given so much room to the intuition, right? So like, cause now I find myself in these situations and I'm like, huh, I understand what my intuition was warning me about. I understand what the hesitation was for me to be here. So I don't, like, I think in the end of the, at the end of the day, it was right for me to take these situations. Basically I'm ending up in, you know, imperfect situations that don't serve all my needs, but because I was able to fully voice <laughs> the need that was not being met necessarily, I don't inhabit these choices in the same way. So like, I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm not in resignation, for example. I'm not saying, well, that's just how life is and I can't heed my intuition and oh, well. I'm telling myself I'm doing this for a specific purpose. I know it's not going to fulfill all my needs and I know I have to be attuned for moments and other ways and openings. And I also didn't think that these would, block me 
from following the more intuitive path. That would be another reason. That would be another moment where I would say, you know what, intuition is more important here. If I felt I was somehow cutting myself off of it forever, then I would say, let's go. Okay. You know, let me, so I don't know. It's a little bit about balance. It's a little bit about just listening. Right. Mm -hmm. I, and I, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, Wayne, but I think sometimes when you've described your interaction with your intuitive side, it's, it's not always, it's not always telling you what to do, but it's asking you to listen to something or to be aware of something. Is that right? Yeah. I was just about to, uh, after, after listening to each of you speak, I, I wanted to touch on emotion and how that ties in with intuition. So HSPs are known to feel very strongly about things and have very, very <laughs> strong like waves of emotion. So for me in particular, like I mentioned earlier, it comes with either like, a, like strong red flags. I get this like pit in my stomach and uh, when it comes to positive things, I, I feel uh, you know, uh, light and happy and excited. So with regards to your intuition, how do you know? Because I think for me, okay, I, I'm going to touch on something else here where I find my intuition to be very, very well, uh, hmm, very well practiced or something. It, it's something that I don't even have to think about. But it comes to people, for example. And I think, again, this is something that a lot of HSPs can relate to. When it comes to reading people, we are so good at it. We can see right through the BS. <laughs> you know, like if someone's putting on a front, if someone's lying, it's just people who aren't as sensitive, mm -hmm. they, they would miss it. You know, like the red flags, the subtle micro expressions or changes in tone and things like that and whereas for me it's just I can just see right through people and I, I have found that that has scared a lot of people away because <laughs> they don't like to be seen people don't like to be seen and that's that's always frustrated and also confused me yeah. I was like why why not why, why why wouldn't you like to be seen as you are and not the the mask that you put on every day Mm. Yeah, for sure. I think it's, it's really important. I know for me, I, I you know, it was a phase I kind of went through when I realized that was something. Um, but it's, it's also about, you know, we, we wear masks when we're, when we're hiding shame, or guilt, you know, or fear, you know, anything like that, right. And like, that, that's how I feel. And it's once you know, and it, those are difficult emotions and growth periods for people to go through. So, and, you know, if they haven't, and, and sometimes that's, you know, maybe a clue for us too, to look at ourselves at where, you know, maybe if we're seeing it so easily with other people, maybe that's something for us to look at, you know, within ourselves. Um, and look at where we can heal, you know, it's an opportunity for us to heal those things within ourselves, right? Because that will just lighten our spirit more, you know, it's, it's an opportunity for growth. So that's sort of, that's kind of how I feel about, about that. 
for me, Robin, I, I was listening to what you, what you were talking about. And I don't know, there have been quite a few times where my intuition has acted on like instinct, like it was completely opposite to what logic would have dictated. Mm. But it was very, a very snap, you know, a very quick thing. And, and it turned out to be the right thing, you know, <laughs> but it wouldn't have been anything. I mean, if I would have sat and thought about it, there's no way I would have come up with yeah. whatever it was, you know, whatever that intuition was, was telling me. Um, so I, I get what you're saying though, about the overthinking, because like you were saying, and, and you too, Thomas, it really is drilled into us to be logical <laughs> and always come up with logical solutions and things like that. But life is not logical. Life is organized chaos. You know, that's what—that's kind of what it what it is. You know, that's so. Yeah. Well, I mean, and I can I can vouch as well that um, there are moments where I did not take the more quote unquote rational path mm. and followed a certain intuition, and uh, it paid off. Mm. There are definitely some moments where I did that. I, I think my point was just that I'm I'm experimenting with this but I, th I think that we can kind of ease up on the overthinking by making sure that we yeah. fully allow intuition to have a voice like a, I almost see it like a council of advisors right and intuition has to have a prime place right alongside with reason and then I guess the more practiced you become the more uh, you know at listening to your intuition the more you know when intuition is telling you something that you absolutely you know, can act on right away without even looking at anything else. Right. It, it's still new for me to look at it this way. So I, I don't, there, there are some moments where, where that process would be fast for me, but uh, in general, I still need to take a little bit of time to, to sit with them and unpack them. Cause I mean, the other thing too, is I don't, I don't mm. always understand what my intuition is telling me. So that's, a, I think that's another um, reason why it's good to listen mm -hmm. and to engage the intuition in almost in, in dialogue there are some people who talk about like doing dream work, right? Where they talk about there's certain mm -hmm. figures in your dreams that might appear and you can almost have a conversation with them. So that for me is one thing that, I mean, this won't be true for everybody, but if I notice I'm having strong recurring themes or characters in my dreams, I will sometimes take that as an intuitive sign of, you know, something that's important to me or uh, a direction that I'm being pushed towards or away from. And I, I think, again, like taking it seriously and giving it as much of a vote, if not more than reason and logic. Again, I don't I don't know if I'd be prepared to say I would live only on my intuition. <laughs> that seems I, I've had conversations with people about this. I had a friend who said uh, he made he made it gave himself a personal experiment to follow his intuition <laughs> unyieldingly for like two years. <laughs> Oh, wow. And, uh, it was, yeah, it was really intense to watch. I was like, wow, you're brave, man, really brave. But I remember thinking like, I'm not ready to do that myself, you know, and I'm still not there, but I have progressed to the point where I'm, I deeply value that side of things. And I, I, this is how I've come to see it is that if you don't listen to mm. it, it's going to just keep coming out. It's kind of like pain, right? Pain is a, is a physical messenger from your body telling you that something's not right. 
And, you know, you don't have to always, you don't have to feel dictated by pain, right? There's certain, like, if you go to the gym and you're a bit sore, like the, the conclusion is not, well, I'm never going to the gym again, right? But you do have to take that pain seriously. You do have to think, well, why, you know, maybe my technique is not right, or maybe I push myself too hard. And I think like an intuition, if you ignore pain, it's just going to keep coming back stronger and stronger. So either you listen to it now and do what you got to do, or you pay the price when it's very strong and debilitating. Right. So I think that's where, I think that's where I'm at personally with my uh, intuition. You know, this conversation reminds me of a book that I read a while ago called A Writer's Time by Kenneth Atchity. And he talks about the importance of listening to the various voices in your mind. And he, he likens it to this. He says there's the continent, which is like the editor, the, the logical part. And then there's all these different islands that you have inside that want to speak up and tell you things. But the continent or the editor sort of shuts them down, right? Because it's he's sort of like contr- the con- controlling you know, it's like, nope, we're not going to talk about that. The book is about writing, about creative writing. So he, he talks about this in a way to release your creativity. I do something similar when I need to surface something that when I'm doing whatever it is, whatever task it is, whether it's a creative task or something for my work, for client work, I, I use a mind map. And the idea behind the mind map is that you start with a, a topic and then you really rapidly start writing down everything that, that comes up in your mind without filtering, without editing. And so in a way that's, I think that's what we're speaking to is, is to, to listen to the wisdom that's already there in intuition yeah. as part of that wisdom. Yes. It's, re- it's really your heart. It's really listening to your heart, right? Which is, which is a muscle, just like our brain, right? And, and just because we've been taught to mm-hmm. rely and mostly, you know, use our brain, um, you know, as opposed to our heart, it does, it, it, it's, it's like you have to practice using your heart, you know? You have to practice turning off the editor yeah the logic the logical part yeah not not that the logical part is bad or anything no. it's just it it you know it takes shortcuts it's like the editor is like learned over the years this is the way to do things and that's yeah. that's uh, oftentimes not useful because you you don't want to always be taking those shortcuts well, it's only one perspective yeah right so i think i think what intuition listening to intuition and making room for it, what it does is it gives you access to something much fuller and truer to you, Mm. you know? Yeah. So, Mm. well, Lynn, I want to thank you for today's conversation and I'm curious how you, how you feel about it. Were there some points that resonated with you? Yeah, for sure. It's been interesting to hear all your different perspectives and it's given me some food for for thought uh, as well. Thank you for having me. It's been exciting. Well, thank you for joining us. <laughs> thank you very much, Lynn. I felt like we could have talked about this for a lot longer. <laughs> there's, yeah, there's so many, so many facets to to it, you know, expectations yeah. around into it, all kinds of things. So thank you so much for, for you know, bringing this up. I think it's going to, it's going to open, 
open things up for, you know, at least more conversations to be had about it. So thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I agree. I think this is a very important one. So thank you so much, everybody. And thank you to our listeners. Please join us for our next episode where we'll be having another interesting HSP conversation. And to any highly sensitives out there who have a burning HSP-related question, big or small, we invite you to ask it on the HSP World podcast. Just email info at hsp.world. And a friendly reminder to visit the HSP World website at hsp.world. 